That was the thing you were warning this me about? Is good, good morning, Liberty. In. I don't know. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. Across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. And with us in studio today, only the second person that we've actually invited into the studio is Mr. Spike Cohen. How are you doing today, Spike? I'm doing great, Nate. Thanks for having me, man. A.K.A. What? Phil, as we found Phil. out. Yeah, before Phil. The you show can also started. call me Phil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Spike, if you don't know, he's the person who should be the vice president of the United States right now. You know, I was robbed. <laughs> Joe Biden rigged the election to keep me and Joe Jorgensen from being president. But we did come in third. If there was a podium, we <laughs> would have been, I would have been the guy in that meme biting the, the metal and kissing <laughs> get, my wife. Get, up, yeah. <laughs> get, you know, get up on that mic just a little bit. A little bit more. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Just, just as much. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, that's, that's much better. Okay. There you go. All right. Okay, so it's it's Thursday. We normally do Dumb Bleep of the Week on Fridays, but uh, it's it's Good Friday tomorrow. That's a, as good a reason as any for us to be doing Dumb Bleep of the Week today. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more. Agreed. Ta- taking the day off. And so thank you to all the people in the live group hanging out. Spike Beaner, we're going to be doing an, an event tonight at Bold Patriot. And if you happen to listen to this before the event, make sure that you yes. come down there. You still have time. Start driving right now. You'll be fine. But we're going to go. We're going to get going. Uh, Charlie, I didn't make any notes. We normally have notes that we go through. I'm, I'm ready. If there were going to be any podcast episodes this. that you would make notes for, you'd think like a guest coming in. No, we're going to sure. just do this right now. We're okay. going. We're going hard on it. <laughs> okay, exactly. Matter. We are raw dogging this entire episode. <laughs> All right. Charlie, present Dumb Bleep number okay, I've got one number for one. us. All right. <laughs> this is uh, coming from Max Boot, uh, blue check mark on Twitter. He says, I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon <laughs> Musk acquires Twitter. Yes. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. In order for democracy to survive, we must suppress access to dissenting uh, opinions and information in general Mm -hmm. so that people can make uninformed choices. Exactly. (laughs) Free speech is is antithetical to Mm -hmm. democracy. Yes. It's the complete opposite. We should not have anybody saying anything we disagree with. Are we sure that this is a bad take or is this like an anarcho-capitalist explaining why democracy is bad? <laughs> like that's he could I mean, because it, it, I, he, he's not wrong to the extent that for the Western liberal democratic order to survive, we need lack of access to dissenting information. That that I agree with, but I think he, he's obviously saying, well, he's frightened. So mm-hmm. this is officially a bad take. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I would say that's dumb. So it fits into the category. Yes. of yes. dumb bleep of the week. Now there's but, a. There's a, another one connected to this because we're going to stay on the idea that Elon Musk is talking about buying Twitter outright. Yes. And yep. So if you haven't seen the news today, uh, Elon has put in a bid and I don't know if it's actually going to go through or not, but we'll see. He put in a bid and we'll see if someone actually takes it from him. I mean, I don't think they're going to approve it, but... I, he just put out that he has a plan B if they don't accept his offer. So I just saw Twitter's share price spiking back up again in after hours. So that's, I don't know. He could just be messing around right now. You know, this feels like Dogecoin all over again. Like, <laughs> yeah. This feels like he's like, hey, look what I can do. You yeah. have to remember, like, he is the ultimate troll. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he could just be like sticking a middle finger to the SEC right now feel like in a legal way. Yeah. Like he's getting around the regulations and doing whatever he wants to still. He put up a meme of himself, uh, that clip of him smoking uh, a blunt on uh, Joe Rogan's show and saying the the next board mi- meeting's going to be lit. Like <laughs> he shared that. Like he's not just in on the joke, he's telling the joke. Like the, I, I think. Yeah, this is there's a large amount of trolling. Whether he has an actual legitimate thing he's going to do, like trying to acquire it or trying to make changes on Twitter, he is 100% enjoying the trolling aspect of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I, there, there's no doubt to that at all. What's your take on if he does end up buying Twitter and that goes through? Is this bad for democracy? <laughs> oh, our democracy Clearly. is over. <laughs> well, I, now, I know that. I mean, but- we already democracy died on January sixth, <laughs> last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so we already know that. Yeah. Um, and the internet died when net neutrality was repealed in 2017. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, mm-hmm. So it at this point it doesn't. We're just whistling past the graveyard anyway. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but yes, in theory, democracy is over once that happens. Okay. Yeah. Well, sweet. I'm excited about it. Uh, there's <laughs> in the in connection with this, we have a thing from Robert Reich. Right here, okay. Now, this was actually before he announced he was going to try and buy it outright, but yeah. they, you know, we already knew something like this was coming. We only need this little part right here on the headline <laughs> Elon Musk's vision for the internet is dangerous nonsense. Mm. And the, the next line here is Musk has long advocated a libertarian vision of an uncontrolled internet. Yes. That's also the dream of every dictator. <laughs> Yep. Strong man and demagogue. As we know, uh, in China, <laughs> what they use to keep their people in control and the, the Chinese government is to have a completely open <laughs> internet with, with no controls over access or or what it is they get to see or not see. So this 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 tracks. Like this is what every authority North Korea, well known uh, for refusing to censor anything on the internet or otherwise. And it's he, yeah. he's right. He's right. With, yeah. with uh, Ayn Rand and Mises required reading. Yes. You know, that's the crazy communists out there. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to. Heavily suggested. It's, of course, not required because no dictator would ever control anything on the Internet. They they want the libertarian vision of it. By the way, Robert Reich uh, is someone who uh, makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to to be a professor at, I believe, Harvard, where he works. Someone figured out he works about six hours a year. Jeez. A year. Yeah. Six hours yes. a year. Something like that. Yeah. Six hours a year. So, d- less than a dozen hours a year. Wow. And he makes hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this. Uh, clearly a champion uh, for uh, ending economic inequality. <laughs> the working class. Yeah, for the working class yeah. and, and, and ending the wage gap in our time. Well, he thinks that you shouldn't be required to work more than six hours a year. He's trying to get everyone eventually, if he lives long enough, he, he wants is, to get down to six hours a year. Live the the labor paradise you want to see in others. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's, that's yes. great. <laughs> Not only that, he makes millions off of his books oh, yes, and yeah, yeah. videos and all kinds of other stuff. It's, this is, it's just... I don't know what happened... I'm sure he's always been pretty crazy, but I feel like he really notched up the crazy in the last year or so. You know, I don't know if you've noticed that. Well, these guys have really figured out selling ice to Eskimos that my grandpa used to tell me about when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. He He sells paper to trees. Exactly. They've really figured this thing out. (laughs) Well, they like ice, clearly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, you know know your market. But I, I think what has been proven over and over again is that you can actually make a career from saying patently stupid and self-contradictory things on the internet mm-hmm. and having your opponents drive attention to you by saying, look at this you know, ridiculous thing, and then they, they capitalize off of that. Yeah. 
and, and so it turns out no one cares if you actually are wrong or completely illogical whatsoever. It turns out no one. Well, yes, most people don't care. Most people They'll don't still care you. as long as you give them an emotional response that they like. So mm-hmm. if they if that creates an emotional response they like of yeah we don't need an uncontrolled internet. It, that second sentence of that's also the dream of every dick. They, they've you've already lost. Like they already all they needed to know was that this guy thinks that Elon Musk is dangerous and that he's advocating for lack of control, and, and everything else is just fluff to them. Mm. And so, what's great is what they want instead is for them to have complete control yes. over everything. Like that's Which the is better the, alternative. The opposite of what dictators want. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like let's be clear, <laughs> dictators. Uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, the libertarians, we say that we're taking, uh, plotting to take over the world to leave you alone. That's what every dictator wants, actually, is just to leave you alone. That's, yep. that's what it is. And it's, it's, it's terrible. Okay. Well, that, I guess it's not dumb then. I don't know. If no, this is a good, yeah. this is a this, solid tweet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. The next one we're going to so have. That was all encompassing of dumb bleep number one. Yes. That's Elon all Musk. dumb bleep number one. The next okay. one, Jen Psaki's in oh, here. Oh, this probably is going to win. It's going to be, it's going to be know pretty good, is. but you'll be surprised how dumb things can get. Oh, she, no. We normally start with the easy stuff. So I believe this one has to do with the uh, Putin price hikes that they were talking about a couple of days ago. Let's hear from her real quick, Jen. Let's go. We've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike. We are in a better place than we were last month, um, but we expect March CPA, CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. Since President Putin's military buildup accelerated in January, average gas prices are up more than 80 cents. Most of the increase in, uh, occurred in the month of March, and at times gas prices were more than a dollar above pre-invasion levels. So that roughly 25 percent increase in gas prices will drive tomorrow's inflation reading. And certainly it's not a surprise to us, but we certainly think it will be reflected. So why would Putin do this to us? I am so angry. The two <laughs> things that Vladimir Putin uh, wants, of course, is an uncontrolled internet, um, as we know, as, 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 as every authoritarian wants. We already established yeah. that. The other thing he wants is to drive up uh, core CPI, um, and it's 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 terrible. <laughs> um, and, and incidentally, uh, CPI uh, core uh, price inflation is now officially eight point five percent, which means it's well into double digits. PPI, the producer price index, which is the price that it, it costs to produce the stuff that we buy, has gone up 11.2%. So official double-digit inflation is coming soon. Now, I guess my question would be, why did Putin's price hike happen like after the stimulus spending, not after the invasion of Ukraine? It's well, just he's how so, brilliant well, he is. Exactly. You know? and that's why Always he, mm-hmm. a few steps ahead. And yeah. that's why he invaded wow. Ukraine. That way... the you know, all the wheat and everything would, you know, that, huh. that might why. be a part of the reason. I don't Cause, know. Cause I mean, that, he could have invaded anyone. Yeah. Well, he actually did it. So we would not blame him for the inflation and we'd just be blaming our benevolent government. This is, he's trying to save Joe Biden. <laughs> His good friend, Joe Biden. He's trying to take the flack off of him and say, no, it's me. It's the Putin price. hike. he actually was the one who came up with that talking point. For the yes. price. He said, you know, it, it sounds, it sounds good. It's got alliteration to it. Putin, Putin price hike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the only things that they're still allowed to say on the uh, internet there. Oh wait, they have a totally uncontrolled internet there in Russia. So they- yes, but their, their search engines called Putin price hikes. So okay. The first, every time you open your okay. browser in Russia, first thing you see is Putin price. Hike. Okay. Exactly. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is all making sense to me for yes. sure. Um, Charles, I don't know if you can see this from, this from over there, if that thing's in the way. Mm. Um, the, the no, I've got it. You got it? Okay. Mm-hmm. This is from MSNBC, Dumb Belief number three. All right. The far right's obsession with fitness is going 
digital. Mm. Someone That's, made that graphic. Mm-hmm. It's they, they someone did. is paid to make that graphic. I'm I'm happy to not be in good shape today. You know that way I don't get associated mm. with the far right. Also, no. what is this graphic? You know what? I don't know what's what's I, going on. I don't on. know what they're happening. Okay, happening don't worry. We got more stuff in here. Oh God. Yeah, there's a few quotes in here that I thought we had to talk about. All right. Almost oh, always. This is in the article. Almost this is from al- the article. Almost always when a quote starts with the intersection of, <laughs> it, it might make it to the top ten or whatever it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, so quote from the article here. The intersection of extremism and fitness leans into a shared (laughs) obsession with the male body, Mm. training, masculinity, Mm -hmm. testosterone, strength, and competition. Well, yeah. Is that including female competition? No. Okay. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a biologist. (laughs) (laughs) We're not biologists. This is not a biology show. (laughs) Physical fitness training, especially in combat sports, Appeals to the far right for many reasons. Mm. Fighters are trained to accept significant physical pain, to be warriors like Braveheart, mm-hmm. and to embrace messaging around solidarity, hero, heroism, and brotherhood. So that's that. That all makes you a far right extremist, from that's what I can. Sports, it. liking sports, well known that people on the left or even in the middle uh, hate combat sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they hate solidarity, too. You've never heard anyone on the left talk about solidarity. And if there's one thing that I hate the most about the alt-right and about neo-Nazis and about people of that that ilk is how they embrace heroism. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should at this point... I I thought we had already let go of of heroes. I thought we were anti-hero at this point. Only heroinism is what we like. Yes, heroinism. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, solidarity, brotherhood. These are all terrible things. Mm-hmm. These are the, the worst parts of the fascism. Masculinity is toxic. Yeah. Wait, there's more, Charlie. All right. <laughs> Quote, recruits are encouraged to link individual moral virtues such as mm-hmm. willpower, decisiveness, and courage with desired collective traits such as virility and manliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're right so far. Last thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing's been wrong at all. <laughs> It's critical that leaders, including parents, physical trainers, gym owners, and coaches, understand how online grooming and recruitment... (laughs) Using grooming, though. You have to. Oh, recruitment. Online grooming and recruitment can intersect with spaces that we generally think of as promoting health and well-being, like the gym. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The realm... Excuse me. Grooming parlor. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's call things what they are, Chuck. Okay, it's please. Planet, planet grooming parlor. Planet grooming. <laughs> planet grooming. There exactly. Planet. Anytime grooming. It's wow. one of the biggest ones. Yeah. 24-hour grooming. Yeah. <laughs> the realm of online fitness now provides a new and ever-expanding market for reaching and radicalizing young men, and it requires our targeted focus and resources to try and stop the cycle. How? Like what is it this, they're proposing here? Well, it's definitely not a not not a free and open gym. We're gonna have to have you know proper restrictions on on the gym. The dream of every far right dictator is an uncontrolled gym. <laughs> <laughs> our democracy cannot survive. I hope you're all seeing the the trend here. Yes. The, our democracy cannot survive people just going to the gym willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 can't happen. Especially tweeting about it. Oh gosh, because tweeting about just it, putting up pictures of yourself getting in better shape and encouraging others to. I'm sorry, grooming others mm-hmm. to do so. That's terrible. Yeah. Twitter is where far-right extremists go to post their gem pics. So even, <laughs> if, sure. even if 
we were to take this at face value and say, yes, of course, uh, uh, fitness is grooming. What uh, What is it? None of that actually means anything. So it requires our targeted focus and resources to try to stop the sun. How and with what? Like, what is it? Don't be a Nazi while you're, you know, what's as good as working out is uh, uh, respecting uh, the rights of minorities. Mm. Okay. Can I finish working out now? Like, I mean, what, like how, what exactly are they supposed to do? I this think, is like this is like saying you can't eat food because Hitler probably ate food. Hitler yep. ate food every day. Exactly every day. Every single day. The dude day. washed his hands a lot. I know. So that goes out the window for COVID and everything. I he mean, was also a, a vegetarian, I believe. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clearly not a vegan though. He, he loved art. <laughs> you know? Problem was mm-hmm. the milk <laughs> and, and eggs. <laughs> Okay, that I don't remember what dumb bleep that was. I think number it was three. number three. Number three, yeah. Potentially. Uh, Will, uh, oh, Jen. Oh, wow, yes. Jen's here She's again. She's made it twice? Okay, let's see what she has to say this time. She was on a roll. You know, couldn't couldn't take that away from her. Question. You said on Friday that um, the vice president was masked indoors all day, but the White House tweeted a video showing her standing over the president without a mask on. Can you explain what happened there? Well, I would say that the vice president and the president and all of us abide by what the CDC protocols are. It was an emotional day. It was a historic day. And there were moments when she was not wearing a mask inside, including in a photo. But she was wearing it 99.9% of the time. That's not scientifically possible. <laughs> okay. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. This is, this is dumb. But before we go too far on this, I went to the CDC's website and I did the research, okay? Because mm-hmm. she, they follow the CDC's You got the guidance. receipts. I got the receipts on this. I brought the screenshots. YouTube, don't kick us off. This is straight from the CDC. Yes. Okay. And uh, so mask guidance right here. You got to wear a mask when there's a lot of COVID in your community. Wear a mask in what public. What is a lot of COVID, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> I want to know what that links to. <laughs> there's another link that explains a lot. What a there's lot a, is. There's an, there's an a lot graph that they that they have that they tell this you. This is really from the website. This is straight from the CDC's website. Clearly. Yep. Science, scientifically, where there's a, a lot, lot of COVID. COVID. Wear a mask in places where there are a lot of people around. They really like that. that uh, is. The mask must cover your nose, must mm. cover your mouth. It must fit under your chin. The mask must be snug on your face. And I, you scroll down, it says, unless it is a very emotional and or historical day. <laughs> yes. So it's straight from the website. Yeah, They're no, following that's, the guidance. that's active. I mean, the reality is, um, and, and frankly, there's a lot of COVID anywhere because it's <laughs> it's billions of, of the virus. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, in, in any time. But so I, I this is clearly real. And I think... Uh, I know I regularly check to see where if there is a lot of COVID in my where I am in my community. Um, but the problem is I also typically any event that I am at is typically an emotional and or historic mm-hmm. thing. Um, if only by virtue of my presence, because I, I do have a blue check mark and that is a, it's a big yeah, deal. And a lot of is. these things. And so I, I have not had to wear a mask and that's been an incredibly powerful uh, way to keep myself and others safe yeah. in, a, in a scientifically friendly way. You walked in here with a lot of COVID meter. Mm-hmm. And that's where they got and it. This. Di- it didn't go off. Yeah, it didn't go off. It didn't so go off. That's so why you yeah. don't have a mask on. Yeah, right now my acme a lot of COVID <laughs> for sure. Dividing rod. Yeah. Um, the I mean, when you go on a plane, I get really emotional about planes. It's a historic. I thing. actually think I'm going to die when I go on a plane. By the way, secret for everyone, just so you know, I text all my family and tell say my goodbyes when I take off on a plane. Yeah, is that not emotional? That's an emotional day for me. Who's I've, saying their goodbyes to their family? That seems like emotional to me. You shouldn't have to wear a mask then. 
There's the criteria. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, by the way, and when you land safely, that's historic. You already, <laughs> you know, your whole family. It was a great opportunity for you to tell your family that you love them mm-hmm. and that you you miss them and you hope that they'll miss you. And then everything's okay. That's history being yeah. made. So okay, that was dumb bleep number four, number five. Charlie, you want to talk? Damn, Price, our favorite favorite yes. person on oh, here. Yeah. Oh gosh. Let's have let's have Spike read one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Sorry, here we go. go ahead. Damn price. There are workers. By the way, I one of my favorite things and what demonstrates to me uh, that someone is really intelligent is when they put out things that have absolutely no punctuation, <laughs> no grammar, no capitalization. You just read it. It's like you know the like a, the ranting of a of a, a, an eleven year old who mm-hmm. just got their new phone. I, I so that, that right off the bat, I know this is genius. I haven't even read it. There are workers who make less per hour than parking spaces and people still think the minimum wage should stay right where it is for the 13th straight year that's a great it's a great point dan great the problem isn't the cost of the parking spaces of course (laughs) no no or that you should try to make yourself more valuable than a freaking parking space (laughs) well or 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 occupational licensing laws and all the the burdens Mm. that raise the cost uh, the, the 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 cost of entry to people that want to become entrepreneurs or start their own business forcing them then to either work for others or uh, run up uh, five or six figures in student loan debt to be allowed to uh, run a to do a, a, a profession on their own that they already know how to do but if they license their their labor out to someone else that's perfectly fine but that's not the problem either the mm-hmm. problem is that we've now reached this historic and emotional moment so no one has to wear a mask right now where parking spaces now cost more than hourly wages, mm. which mm-hmm. clearly means that we should jack up the price of everything and make sure that a bunch of low-wage workers get fired and replaced with robots or people working under the table to f- somehow fix that. Now, I don't. I also don't know if you know this or not, but the fight for fifteen is now they're asking for three dollars more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's now the fight for eighteen. Well, they're, but they're not calling it that. It's the fight for fifteen, and then the, Bernie's out there being like, "Well, Amazon needs to give th- just three dollars more." That's mm-hmm. not, I mean, you know, 15, 18, you're talking about the same thing now. Yes. It's, As of I, what, like three weeks ago, he said that there, yeah. you know, if Bezos can have this yacht and whatever else he has, then he should be able to pay his workers $3 more an hour mm-hmm. than what he's paying right now. So, yeah. you know, five for 15 plus three, plus as, three. Uh, 15, as they say. 15 plus so, three is the, better in, than 18. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just combine those numbers into <laughs> no. what they're asking about. Yeah. Well, they know. Because they know how dumb they're going to look when they just switch up to 18. And we're all going to be like, ah, I told you so. That's ridiculous. The other thing, okay, is the minimum wage. How many people do you think are actually making whatever very, the federal few. minimum wage is? Very few. So, it's yeah. less than a million now. Probably. And it's le- it's what, 1% of the workforce, the hourly workforce, ends up making the federal minimum wage. And it's normally only for a few months before they move up. But the issue is... Uh, new people are coming into those jobs. And as those people end up moving out of that, there's also new people coming in. So there's always this block of people that are still making that minimum wage. Yep. They might not be the same people. Uh, but the other, you know, parking spaces, I think there's maybe a supply and demand issue going on here because there is a fixed amount of uh, parking spaces. There's also yes. a fixed amount of people yep. as well. Well, okay. We don't have to get any further into that. It's not really a fixed amount of people. you're not a biologist. Yeah, yep. I'm not. How am I going to... St- talk on that there's exactly. no more people there's, we've reached there's no way to do that people zero right yeah. like, no more people. <laughs> so so anyway the you know you're you're doing supply and demand with the parking spaces and it might 
just be that people are willing to pay more because that space is so limited than they are for the whatever service someone is providing. And you might get replaced by a robot like what Spike was just saying. Yeah, and in a a place where parking spaces are that much, it's very unlikely you're going to find anyone that's making anywhere near the minimum wage (laughs) anyway. That's true. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is all relatives. Like, is this Seattle? Obviously, because he's from Seattle. His minimum wage, by the way, I don't know if you know who Dan Price is. is He's the one that was... $70,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his company tripled after that or something like that. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, it's like... Proving that businesses won't do it on their own. Yeah. And have to be forced. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Of course. Yes. Um, But in Seattle, there's plenty of free parking all over the place, by the way. Mm. Maybe not in particular areas where people see that parking as more valuable than parking 10 miles away and walking. Yeah, but we're talking about parking at a Seahawks game compared to what someone uh, starting out at McDonald's makes, even though, crap, they raised that up to 11 No, but you you guys are missing the point. There is a kid, a high school kid, who is working part-time over the summer for less per hour than it costs to park at a Seahawks game. And he can't (laughs) afford to feed his family of four. Yes. That he doesn't have, (laughs) yes. Once again, I think we're just proving that none of these are dumb. No, these are all, every single one of these has been smarter than the last. (laughs) I I, I don't understand the premise of this show. (laughs) I don't know who uh, Beth McColl is, but she filled the criteria. She has a check mark. Which is the check mark. Okay. And no punctuation or capitalization. And no punctuation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so mad to me. Now, crazy. We'll just say crazy. Because when I first read that, I was like, what? Okay. So mad to me that no billionaire has ever been like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fundamentally change the world for the good of the people. Just just the biggest flex in human history. But no, they're like, okay, go to space, paper over the cracks, and chill out until the oceans boil. I think one of the, my least favorite things, this is also smart. And, and, and the reason is, one of my least favorite things, what makes me the angriest about this this push towards the commercialization and normalization of space travel is that there is going to be absolutely zero benefit to humanity from it at all. Exactly. Not just from the travel itself, but from all of the innovations that happen as a result of the research and development they're doing to make that travel more cost-efficient and cost-effective and safe yeah. and effective and so forth. That, 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 in no way, is that going to benefit anyone. And that's what really tears me up about the whole thing. It's all just a big flex for them. They just want to go to space. They just want to go to space for a couple minutes. You know, re- reducing the cost of launching satellites by 90% was only virtue signaling by Elon Musk so he could nothing. buy Twitter. It yeah. was nothing. Is it that's, just so he could tweet about it, actually? That's exactly. all he wanted to do. Yes, it's literally so he could tweet about it. <laughs> and, you know, the, the far right's obsession with success <laughs> and grooming people into success mm-hmm. needs to be challenged and fought with all of our resources. I don't know what that means. But someone should do that. Yeah. This is all making I, more sense. It's to me so now. mad to me. I, I assume this. Woman, <laughs> I assume this woman's British because that sounds like a British yeah. thing. That's so someone, mad to it's me. It's so mad no, to me. Also, yeah. you know, um, uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon. I mean, nothing to help. Nothing for the good of the people. Uh, even if you're someone who wanted to lock everyone in their homes, there was absolutely no benefit to everything you needed being delivered directly to your doorstep. So you couldn't go into public. Yeah. While there was a lot of COVID around all over the place, no benefit to society whatsoever. Mm. It's, I had that conversation recently with someone where I said, you know, 
all the things you're railing against, your precious lockdowns that did nothing to stop or slow COVID, but your precious lockdowns would have been inconceivable 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it, what you could not have done that. The, the, the last time you could have effectively done lockdowns was when most of us were still in an agrarian society where we were relying on ourselves and our immediate neighbors for food and things like that. In the modern era, that would not have been possible prior to these innovations like Amazon and like Netflix and all these things that made and Zoom and 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 a, a, a cheap uh, high speed Internet. Uh, all of those things made it conceivable and possible for the majority of people to try to get by, of course, except for the poorest among us who needed to work and go out to be able to make a living. But I mean, we don't really actually well, and, care about them. And so. what we know is that <laughs> democracy can't survive without lockdowns. And so that's also the point yes. that you need to yes. make. You to cannot the- have a democracy with uncontrolled. You know, one of the biggest <laughs> dreams of every dictator is people being uncontrolled and being able to go outside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just them being able to go out whenever they want to is what every, that's what Kim Jong-un, when he wakes up every morning, he has a panic attack at the thought that anyone might feel like they can't go outside whenever they want. That's right. <laughs> and that's what drives him. Yeah. And it's a, so mad to me. That was a diagnosis of his last heart condition. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It, it was actually just stress <laughs> from the thought that even one person in his country felt restricted. Not even that they were mm-hmm. restricted, but just that they had the perception mm-hmm. that they might be restricted. Exactly. Or be uh, or be regulated on social media whatsoever. That was or the be second controlled thing. On, mm-hmm. on the internet or yeah. social media. Yeah, it's terrible. That was the other. Okay, so that was number six. Number seven, listen, if you don't follow David Hogg on Twitter, mm-hmm. you need to because it's worth it. You got to yes. catch little gems uh, like this. This just tweeted this out today. He made it on last week's Stumbleep of the Week, too, and we appreciate his service. Uh, so, no gun deserves more protection than a kid. Sure. <laughs> so, so, he's been railing against all these people that want to protect their gun rights, okay? There's people coming for it. And that last week he made this great, this great, great point that if we need a license to kill deer, why don't we need a license to kill people? You know? <laughs> Is that what he said? He said that he last said, week. Yeah, yeah, he said that. They do. It's called a police bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had established that. Um, <laughs> probably a bit of edgy joke there, but the... the, the no gun deserve, you know, and and he's right. I mean, no gun does deserve more protection than a kid because a gun um, is a it's a gun, so it doesn't mm-hmm. actually, yeah. But a a kid, uh, I think that you can find no more powerful way to protect a kid than with a David Hogg tweet, <laughs> <laughs> like easily bar none, the best yeah. way to protect a kid. And that's why he does it. Yes, that's why he does yeah. it for us. Okay, but or also, you know, maybe guns help protect people also. Not just not just kill people, but they could also be used for protection. I'm just th- throwing that out there while the podcast is still free. It's still a dictatorship around here, so I can still say stuff. <laughs> the like dictatorship that. of free okay. yeah. And so I'm still throwing it out there. Yeah, uh, and maybe that's what it is. That's Democracy a... cannot survive you saying that. <laughs> I know <laughs> it can't. It can survive you saying it, although it's hobbled by it. But what it can't survive is other people hearing you say that. Mm. That's right. I, I I would like to officially apologize thank for you. that tweet. It thank was the ambient, yeah. actually. Yeah. Your that, career's still over, but yeah. thank you for your apology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, right. there's no yeah. redemption. I, my favorite thing about cancel culture is the aspect of it. Of it, it has all of the you know the the most uh, devout religious zealots belief that you know everyone is is born into this sin and you know they 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 can't do anything about it and they have to try to redeem themselves. But without the redemption part. 
It's just you did a bad thing. You're a bad person because of it. The end. You yeah. have to apologize. Like, you, ha- you still have to apologize yes. mm-hmm. so that will leave you alone. But don't you dare ever try to rebuild your life afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ever. Okay. The other thing about this I want to say is that I don't what protection do guns have? It's just a it's just a thing, isn't it? It's a, it it kind of I mean guns don't protect guns, people protect guns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what he's missing there just to be I guess more more serious here for a moment. It's, and the, it's your right to protect yourself that people are trying to protect is yes. what I heard. I could be uh, wrong. On so Gab. Double check so, me on this. Yeah. I, double check me on this. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think it's legal nor morally acceptable to go around shooting kids with guns. I, That's a hot take, man. I, yeah. yeah. You're going to make those kind of bold that's statements? That's a claim. On Do a you hear about the people that here? might offend? I mean, that's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what I. The, the killing people lobby is not going to be. It's just what I think, and you know what? I'm not going to apologize. Wow. <laughs> so. Well, that's. I have to go now. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I want everyone to get their votes in, and while you're getting your votes in, uh, well, one. I guess what I want to know is, you know, Spike, what are you, uh, what are you up to today? What's a, what are you working on? I'm going to run through real quick. Let me tell everyone what they were. Max yeah. Boot, uh, frightened about free speech, uh, because democracy. for democracy to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we can't have the free speech. Um, Robert Reich correctly pointing out that it is the vision. All of these are correct. It just it's <laughs> yeah. The libertarian vision to have an uncontrolled internet, just like every other dictator, dictator on and yeah. strongman. Yeah, for sure. Number two <laughs> was uh, Jen Psaki saying the, uh, talking about the Putin price Putin hikes. Price <clears throat> and so we appreciate that. Number three, Not the far inflation, right. Yeah. No, it's a Putin price hike. The uh, far right's obsession with fitness is going digital. That's number three right there. Number four, Jensaki again, the mask. You know, it was an emotional, emotional and historical day. Very important. And uh, number five, Dan Price, the workers and parking spaces, minimum wage, whatever it was that he had to say. Yeah. And uh, number six, very mad to me that That's billionaires so <laughs> never to do me. anything to fundamentally change the world for the good. It's never happened. I'm waiting on it too. I just keep believe. I have this completely unfounded belief that one day a billionaire is going to change the world for good. Mm. And I don't know why I still have that. It's it's like a, a religion at this point. I just have this belief no. that it's they're going to do it. It's not going to happen. They're just going to keep making the biggest flexes in human history. <laughs> None of which have contributed to anything Mm-mm. other than our oceans boiling. Yeah. I mean, no, and no, there's no billionaire out there because working. that's that's a claim that's been made is that the oceans are going to boil. Mm-hmm. And no, also said, chill out until the oceans boil. That's yeah, what do we got about eight years until we hit boiling temperature? I well, believe it was 2007 mm. was when the oceans. Okay, that's what okay. I was told. Yeah. There's wow. also and there's no billionaire out there working on electric vehicles to reduce carbon emissions nope. or anything like that. Because nope. remember, Biden, the the leaders in electrical vehicles mm. right now is GM. Yep. And Ford. Mm-hmm. And that's who he invited to the White House. That's incredible. So, and, <laughs> okay. So that was, uh, that was that one, number six. And number seven, David Hogg, no gun deserves more protection than a kid. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I guess that one is. Those are all words. Actually, those are all actually, words in a, <laughs> they are words in a row there. That's very accurate. <laughs> that's and a you can tell he's semi intelligent because he did use capitalization, but no, 
No punctuation. Well, no. So, I mean, there's dumb bleep number eight, which is the idea uh, that uh, I'm doing a write-in as a libertarian. Uh, that the I was recently told that, like, for people under 30, when you end a sentence in a period, they take it as like an ag- like aggression. Mm-hmm. Them. You're angry at them. You're upset at them. And I do it because I will. It will bother me if I don't do it. Like I spent years in school being told you end sentences and periods, and now I'm being told no, 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 no. That's actually bad. You shouldn't end sentences. So my uh, my my stepmom does that, and she like if if she says okay, it would even be okay. Period. That's how I do it. And when I'll admit when I read it, I'm like, wow, she's really pissed right now. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, and we talked to her about it before. She's like, no, you just you end sentences and periods. Yes. And we're like. No, you don't. All right, it's 2022, and this is a text message. This ain't an essay. Every strong man's dream <laughs> is for whatever we were just talking about. Is to end sentences. Yes, with periods with sentences. Yeah, yes. yep. exactly. It is all right. Well, I book. just read a I just read a tweet that apparently, like now, ending your emails with like thanks or regards or something is offensive. I, this is like when I want to flip the table. I, I, know. I like. The, I'm the, like <laughs> what can you do or say? I I. I I'm glad we've solved the problems of the world to the extent that we are like grousing over what how people end their emails. Yeah. No. And and That's, what you it, just said there though, isn't that something that we should actually celebrate? That we've reached this pinnacle in hum, in humanity. Yes. Where we're we're actually are doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. we're not breaking our backs tilling the soil trying to get our whatever yes. wheat to grow yeah. because our family's starving and eight kids have died and we got one on the way and no <laughs> thanks to billionaires no. okay exactly. <laughs> at all despite despite the billionaires, the billionaires <laughs> and their dream <laughs> of us continuing to live in the 18th century That's thankfully right. the authoritarian dictators thought not on my watch <laughs> yeah. i want these folks to have an uncontrolled internet and be able to do whatever they want and say whatever they want right. so you know shout out to the dictators apparently. okay we also need to know from the live group very important question and we yes. have to have an answer right here on the spot because yes. you got to settle a debate there's been a long ongoing debate between which host is better myself or charlie and it's come down today that you've actually got to settle the score here and figure out who the best host of this podcast is and that's the only way that's the bottom line. There are fine people on, on both sides. <laughs> Very fine people. Exactly. You would say that. On both sides <laughs> yep. of this debate. Yeah. There you go. That was very... Uh, I respectfully... <laughs> I respect... I, like all authoritarians, believe in respecting people's opinions as varied yeah. and diverse as they may be. Okay. Yeah. I got, I got you. Okay. <laughs> Nate so, mentioned, so... I. Got, I mean, it doesn't have to ever be serious, so. okay. but Nate did mention like, what, like, what have you been doing lately? Yes. And you what got like 30 people, seconds to, 30 to seconds. answer. So, so uh, <laughs> I've been all over the country uh, and uh, talking with people about my biggest thing is I'm trying to figure out where, where are the gaps in the Liberty movement and the Libertarian party that have kept us from moving forward? Like we should be because everyone I talk to, at least a few of our de- our ideas make sense to everyone. And and almost everyone is frustrated with the way things are. They recognize that Republicans and Democrats are screwing them over, but they're not coming into the liberty movement or the Libertarian Party or even into Libertarian-leaning factions in the major parties because they don't see us as a viable choice. How do we address that? And so what I've done is I'm launching a group called You Are the Power, and I believe that the biggest thing we need is an earlier buy-in. For people that want to work with us on things they agree on, we can do localized uh, uh, single issue activism on things that 
we can build a consensus on and fix things. I've been doing it as a proof of concept, going around the country, speaking at city councils, county councils, talking with elected officials, talking with activists, uh, doing rallies, uh, killing bad bills across the country, and now we're professionalizing it, taking it across the country. Well, that sounds a lot like what For All Tennessee is doing. Right here in right Tennessee, here. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny you would mention that, mm -hmm. because I'm going to be at an event tonight uh, at uh, 7.30, mm -hmm. starting at 7.30 at Bold Patriot Brewing, uh, which is sponsored by uh, For All Tennessee and this group called Good Morning Liberty. Uh, I don't know. Mm, bunch of hacks. Yeah. It's, it's what did they wrote down here. And, no uh, yeah, yeah, it's so. a, they don't have a blue check mark. Yeah. I, I assume it's it's a, it's a play on Good Morning America. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, Good Morning Liberty. And uh, and we're all going to be there and we're going to do a, a mix and mingle. We're going to hang out. We're going to have some great conversations. Uh, they've got some great food and, and beverages there, I'm told. I've never been there. And uh, I will let you know if it's good. I assume it is. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a great time. They're starting at 7.30. Yeah, I think the, I'm just going to say the reason the Liberty Movement isn't moving forward is because people do these podcasts where they don't present ideas. They just make fun of other people's bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest problem. You know, yeah. that's, we, yeah. it, and if and I we could don't just have speak enough to dictators everyone. in the Liberty Movement, which is really what freedom is all about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, everyone thinks, oh, by the way, the Dumbleep winner. Let me see who actually won this. It looks like it was number two. I think that was the Putin price hike. That was Putin price hike. I believe. So thank you to everyone for voting. These get put into a tournament bracket challenge where we do Dumbleep of the Year at the end of the year. Yes. And so Putin's price hike will be making it to the end of the year voting round. So thanks, everyone for doing this yes and uh charlie pl pl play us out yeah y'all share the show with a friend a family member a foe and the children and if you do all those things <laughs> we'll be back again on monday i hope you have a good weekend and a good morning liberty <laughs> <laughs>